This is The Journey's Podcast, and I'm your host, Mark Stolo. Today I'm talking with Johanna Nicola. Johanna is a certified life and business coach. She specializes in mindset work and helping people live their most authentic lives. How do we answer the call and live our lives in a way that is genuine and true to our deepest desires while being mindful of comparing ourselves to others? We're talking with Johanna about the experience of being in the world, being with others, and inevitably this pattern that develops among a lot of us, myself included, of finding us comparing our lives to other people's lives. And we're talking about where that creates tension for us, where that creates difficulty for us, where that can keep us from living out the fullness of our own experience and our own lives, particularly when we find that defining ourselves relative to others is creating a feeling of confinement, is restricting us, and might even creating almost a kind of emotional weight that's very, very difficult to live with. And we see this play out in so many different ways across people's behavior, you know, social tension and conflict between people. It manifests in things like bullying. It manifests in in jealousy. I mean, it, the, the consequence of, of that is too too numerous to name, but it has this very dire effect. Why did you do a journey on comparison? Like, why was this something that you gravitated to as your first foray into the Huddle Journeys experience? Sure, absolutely. So I just feel that there's a lot of people in the world that are looking outside of themselves at the same time, trying to become themselves. I think it's very important for us to recognize because sometimes we don't even realize that we're looking outside, whether it's for validation or for a measurement of where we are in life. We really tend to lose ourselves looking outside. Uh, we're always taught to you know, set goals or to move forward and which is great. And we should be looking for at others that are succeeding and doing the things that they want that we want to do um, as models, but we don't want to get lost in other people's ideas because our own path is so unique. And most successful people that I've spoken with, uh, trained with, have always said, I was always imitating in the beginning. I was always kind of following and modeling in the beginning. But when I finally had the courage to pull back that curtain and really step forward into my own true self, that's when things changed. And whether that was a career or their life or their confidence, but that's when things really started happening. Uh, and that's the goal that I want for everyone else. I want people to look within. I also believe, you know, looking outside, there are good, you know, um, people that we can model behavior, but we really do have to remember that what our values are what, what our intuition is saying and really who we are because that uniqueness no one else has. You can't take that away, right? So when we're confident, we step into that. That's when we can really create the things that are important to us. We probably don't realize that we are comparing ourselves, um, you know, especially with social media and, and television and, you know, that those anxious feelings or, you know, sometimes you might get a little pit in your stomach. You don't even know why, or maybe you feel worried. Um, it's probably because we're looking outside. We're not really looking at ourselves. Yeah. You know, there's obviously a very strong social drive in each one of us to feel accepted by others. The first feeling of safety and security we have in, in our lives as young children is the love that we get from our parents, the acceptability that we get from our parents. And in the absence of that, there's a lot of suffering that we see manifest in young children, and that leads to all kinds of potential issues. But that feeling, that wantingness of safety and security and acceptability stays with us um, because it's very primordial. It's a very 
it's both a survival instinct, right? I need to be accepted by this this larger group um, in order to survive with them. Being yeah. ostracized or marginalized means I'm kind of out on my own in the world. And there's that very primitive side to our mind. And then there's the other side to our mind, the kind of higher functioning of our mind that still seeks that feeling of safety, the idea of security through that lovingness. So, I mean, how do you reconcile that, this, this feeling of like, I want to belong, and so in that belonging, I'll model myself after others, or I'll compare myself after others, and there'll be a benchmark for me to say, okay, they will accept me if I do things in the way that they do them. How do you reconcile that against this feeling of, I need to grow into my own person and be my own person in the world? So I believe it's important to respect people as they are and respect our families and the places that we're at, because there is a certain way that uh, is acceptable in the sense of behavior. But I also think that some of the magic that we want to create and do that might, that everyone might not understand, we we should really keep to ourselves and really focus on how we can um, improve that rather than sharing and not doing anything about it, because not everyone really understands. So we do have a sense of, you know, we definitely want to build community, but we really have to look at what that community around us is looking like. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that if you're not supported or you're not feeling supported, that's a sign that you need to seek out a community for that area of your life to get supported. And not, you know, the truth is, is not everyone's going to support what you do, who you are, what you want, where you want to go. Um, Not everyone's going to understand where you were. So that is important. And when I say respect, that's what I mean, just to understand there's the gray matter. We just don't know everything about everyone and especially even the people that are close to us. So we can't expect that type of support always because they just don't know. Uh, So we have to rely on our own strengths and our own confidence uh, to be able to have that balance. I I do think it is a balance. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you talk about finding a sense of community in a sense, in a spirit of authenticity, right? right? So that the community, the, one of the core values of that community is the acceptance of that individual as their own authentic person. They accept the personhood of that, right? So that's a, that in and of itself is what defines the community. It's not the degree to which uh, you will behave the way we do or do what we do. It's the quality of your authenticity, the quality of, of being genuinely you is what makes you acceptable, so to speak, within that community. And that's a whole different kind of community environment. Absolutely. I think that's sort of the new world. That's the new place that we're seeking um, because it's very, you know, actions speak louder than words. And we want to remember that even though, you know, you might think you can trust certain communities or certain people, you still have to, you know, tread carefully, not to be, you know, pessimistic about it, but you do have to protect yourself a little bit um, and make that right choice. And you will learn. And that's all the pieces, you know, those are all the important parts of um, actually when you're taking action or moving towards something, it's not all going to flow necessarily. You're going to learn along the way. So you have to be able to adjust. And that all comes back to trusting yourself again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a really critical factor. I mean, it's it, there's so many interesting paradoxes here. You know, um, I've I've alluded to this in the past, but Alan Watts talked a bit about this paradox: the paradox of inviting people to be fully who they are, but in the same breath saying to them, "So long as it fits within the mold that we've created, so to speak." 
And you see this right. particularly, I think a lot of adults struggle with this. I think particularly teens struggle a lot with this, uh, where social and peer pressure is very dominant, that they're, they're like the first time where they're forming really strong community bonds. Um, and they're trying to figure out like, how do I be me, but also be quote unquote acceptable to all of you. And that creates an inherent tension. And I think adults then play this out, you know, throughout their lives, trying to wrestle with those two, kind of those two bookends. Absolutely. I mean, we could use an example, um, you know, a workplace, you, you know, you grow up, you get a job, you, you study for a certain field and you find yourself in, in a job. And of course, it's there's some constraints and you have to follow, you know, some rules and, you know, be within a certain perimeter. Um, but you might have this feeling of, you, you know, you're not yourself, you're not able to make decisions. So what do you do? Of course, that's a sticky situation and you can have a radical response to it or you can understand that this piece of your life right now is, is what it is and you can express yourself and do certain things if you'd like to change outside, right? You don't have to follow, you know, everything that you're told um, within a certain degree, if that makes sense. Sure. It's kind of like a, a negotiation or, a, or an ongoing discussion that you're having. I think the danger that you point out in this journey is when it becomes more of like a monologue. I have to be this way. I have to be this way. I have to be this way. And that's just the recurring script that you're running in your head, right? So like, I'm only acceptable if everything's an if when kind of statement that you get stuck in your mind about who you should be in the world. And then it becomes this moral imperative. And now there's all this pressure and you get punitive with yourself when you're not living up to that expectation or that made up expectation. I think that's where I hear you talking about in this journey, this kind of spiraling into this place of despair, feeling bad about yourself. There's always lots of talk about media and how media can very easily pollute our consciousness, so to speak, right? And social is unfortunately one of those glaring examples where because everyone's life is on display and everyone's life is on display in the most immaculate form, that inevitably right. we, we succumb to the false reality of, oh my God, everyone's living out this picture perfect life. And here I am, you know, eating Cheetos on the couch, so to speak. What else pollutes our consciousness? Like what are some other things or behaviors or things that we allow ourselves to drift into consciously or unconsciously that pollute our consciousness around this, this never ending hole of comparison? Right. Definitely. Well, definitely gossip and talking about others negatively definitely doesn't help. Um, and that's unfortunately, sometimes people turn to that for conversation, but don't realize how toxic that could be. Uh, I think the most important thing to remember is that whatever you focus on expands. And that seems so simple, but it's so true. If you're always focusing on something that you can't control or other people, you never see the whole picture. And I always find there's this great thinking that we really need to sometimes jump into is because we, even if we see something on social media, you don't know whether there's filters, you don't know when that photo was taken. Um, you don't know really the, the, the gray matter. You don't know the whole picture. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things are curated and there's nothing wrong with social media, but I think it's just like anything else. It's like, what are you really using it for? Right. Are you using it to grow? Are you using it to inspire yourself? And if you're seeing a lot of things that you don't want to be seeing, then you do have that choice to stop that feed or maybe unfollow, you know, we don't mean to be harsh or anything, but set yourself up, um, whether it's, the, you know, even the TV, if you consume a lot of TV, really think about what are you watching? 
Is it making you feel better? Or are you getting stressed and anxious? Yeah. Are you comparing yourself to the life on TV? Again, this is all produced in a gray matter that we don't really know. I mean, it's kind of that garbage in, garbage out. What you let right. stream into your consciousness is what your consciousness projects out into the world, right? So you, you have to have a, I think a certain, in the know thyself experience, there is also a certain self-discipline that comes with, how is this impacting me? What am I allowing to enter into my world? Because what you allow yeah. to enter into your world consciously may also then manifest unconsciously. Like mm -hmm. it now becomes a facet of your experience, whether it's in your dreaming life or in your waking life or in your reactive life or in your creative life, it is somehow manifesting in your world. So if you're inundating yourself with constantly looking for reference points out there of how you should be, it's very likely that you're going to live with this feeling of constant confoundment and confusion of who am I really and who should I be? And, and, and it raises a constant, it just creates a kind of static between you and where and how you want to live out your life. So I think it's like having a, a certain kind of discipline about what do I want percolating in my world? Because the one thing that you can create is what enters into your world, so to speak, what you give your That's attention right. to. And you do talk yeah. a lot about this in the journey is like, where are you placing your attention is a big part of like stepping out of this unhealthy comparison game. One of the most important questions that would be interesting for you to answer is, who is this journey for? Like for the person who is listening now, who do you think would benefit the most from going on this journey with you to understanding how to break with this pattern of comparison and how to get to a place in your life of living and feeling authentic? I think this journey is for anyone who is looking to improve their day-to-day -day life and to understand that, um, you know, that are ready to take action, uh, but are looking for awareness. Maybe, you know, you have some feelings of discontentment or maybe you experience a lot of worry or you're not really certain that you're making the right decisions in your life. Uh, maybe you're on a path that you're not quite sure. So just if, you know, some questions or uneasiness is brewing and you're looking for clarity, you're looking for a little bit of, um, you know, planning, but also understanding that you have to take action to make change. You're looking for awareness and the confidence of trusting yourself. It's for anyone that's really looking to expand um, their goals also. Goals are one thing, but then taking a look at your values to see if your values are matched. Is your life really your life? And it's not a drastic change that we're looking for. We're just asking you, if you feel uneasy, what can you do in your life on a day-to-day -day basis and consistently to make small changes, feel confident and start uncovering your path? Because that's what I think a lot of us are looking for. And we do this in different stages in life. And it's fine because life, you know, our, our decisions and our goals can change. And we're slowly pulling back the curtain and evolving and understanding that that's okay. You don't have to make one decision in life and stick to it. You can evolve as a person. You can grow, you can change. Um, and you know when you might have to pay attention to what you're actually doing and how you can create and curate what you're living, how you're living and what your results are going to look like. Because we actually have that power. We have decision-making and that's our greatest power is to make a decision you know, whether it's to change or continue. Um, and sometimes we lack that confidence. And I want everyone to be able to wake up 
and feel good about their day. Like either it's going to be a good day or it's going to be a good day, right? We don't want to have other, other influences coming into our life. Right. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, bringing other people's perspectives and their journeys or, you know, looking for inspiration outside of our lives. That's what makes the world so incredible. But being able to do that while still being confident in your own decision-making um, and understanding that, you know, no one is really living the dream. And I, and I say this in the journey, and I love this. Uh, Oprah actually said it, but no one's living. She's not living the dream because she's special, right? She's just like all of us. She's living the dream because she answered the call. So that's what we need to do. We need to answer our call. And that's when the magic will happen. Keep on exploring. Johanna invites you to go on a huddle journey into the comparison cure, how you can be your best self.